Welcome to the Jeremy Mons podcast, where we take a deep dive into different educational topics to optimize your life. We're back again with another financial wellness episode. I have Tony from Green Up Wealth, and also have my co-host Reno with us today. Gentlemen, how is your day? Great, man, and it's great to be back. Round three, excited. Let's get it. Yeah, this is our uh, our third one. We're getting in a row, and and almost like a uh, like to say a college class, right? Like we did some, uh, you know, we got so far last time, and then we kind of stopped at, um, you know, talking about the difference between a four hundred one k and a Roth IRA, and we're like, okay, we definitely want to go down this. You know, it's funny because then you know Tony's being all smart on me. It's like, well, what about these others? And I'm like, that's a different topic, or I'm sorry, that's a different episode. Let's keep this simple, right? And and that is where I think a lot of educators go wrong. Okay. Now, before we get into the topics today, you know, and this is one thing that, that Reno and I are trying to do definitely on the podcast is, you know, make sure that a, we talk about the stuff, but also give action items as far as like, okay, start here, go do this, you know, and re um, and you guys, for those that have been listening, you're probably catching this. I try to repeat you know, if it's just water intake, for example, all right, hey, half your body weight in ounces, you know, if water is minimal, then replace anything lost during exercise. I'll try to state that three times throughout the podcast, right? Because, you know, and I can't remember where I saw this study or where it was, but like we as humans almost have to see things 17, 18, 19 times before it like <laughs> registers. So maybe I'm not being that aggressive where I'm telling you something 17 times in one podcast, uh, but I do try to repeat it a few times to make sure you know, you know, where we're at. So communicate times 10, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But hey, today's um, is going to be difference between Roth, uh, you know, Roth retirement 401 or 401k. There we go. If I can get my terminology right, you know, just kind of talking about what are the difference between the two, right? you know, what are the sim similarities, you know, from it, you know, which one, you know, might be, be better option for one person or a group of people versus the other one, you know, a better. And like I say, I would tell the listeners right off the bat, if you're doing either one of them, you're in, you're in a good spot, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's the, you know, like we've talked about before, you know, at the end of the day, starting is the most important part the tweaks and the quarter turns and kind of those fine adjustments can be made along the way, but getting started is definitely the hardest part and, and the most important part. Yeah. And I guess, sorry, you made a mistake. It, it would be a difference between a traditional 401k plan and a Roth 401k plan. Cause they both be 401k plans. So I guess, you know, really explaining the difference between the traditional and the Roth is where I would like to go. Yeah, and I think we can expand on that too, you know, because the similarities are really the, I mean, for the most part, the same with a traditional IRA and Roth IRA as well. So a lot of them are going to blend over as well. Yeah. And you can do, um, and once again, correct me if I'm totally wrong with this, you can do blend, right? Like you could do some Roth and some traditional, you don't have to do like one or the other. You can do a mixture if you choose to. Absolutely. And again, we're assuming that the company plan even allows a Roth version. Um, and that doesn't hold true everywhere as well. So you might listen to this podcast and check with your HR and say, Hey, I need to figure out how to get started on this Roth 401k. And you're going to say, we don't have it. And don't get frustrated with it. Say, okay, 
you know, what's my adjustment, you know, how, what's the match in the current traditional 401k and should I explore a Roth IRA option outside of that? Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, from what I understand on this and, and how I would state this when like, okay, how do I decide, you know, how to individual, you know, decide and put the pros and cons down, you know, the choices, you know, where they want to go with a traditional Roth really boils down to the question of, you know, when and how they pay ta taxes, on that correct yeah you got it um you know it, it comes it really does just simply come down to taxes because when the money's in there it's going to compound at the same manner it just depends if you're dealing with pre-tax or after tax money on the front side and that drives ultimately the way it is on the back side so if we look at you know um you know a, a 401k and you're putting your money in there well, that's coming pre-tax. So it's actually lowering your taxable base for the given year, okay? However, you know, if you end up with a million dollars in your 401k at the end, as you take money out of there to create retirement income, you are going to pay taxes on all of those dollars because Uncle Sam hasn't gotten their pound of flesh yet versus a Roth, you're not getting that deduction on the front side. However, all of that money is growing tax-free upon the withdrawal. So hypothetically, let's say I'm putting, you know, $15,000 a year into my traditional. That $15,000 I don't do not pay taxes on. So I'm saving up front whatever tax bracket I'm landing in on the 15,000, you know, so paying less taxes. However, once I put that 15K in, you know, for the next 20, 30 years, then I have to pay taxes on not only what I put in, but also the growth of that yep. as I withdraw it. Yep. And I'll give you a real simple example is, you know, if we look at the 2024 um, contribution limits, not including the catch up if you're a little bit older, no age joke necessary, Mullins. Um, <laughs> but if, if you're putting in the standard $7,000, okay. And let's say you do that for 20 years. Let's say you're earning 8% over that time. You've put in $140,000. However, using straight line math, which is always flawed, but let's just use it. Your account value will be two, or excuse me, 300 and almost $46,000. So you're getting $200,000 of tax-free growth as you withdraw. So you can see you know, the numbers are very compelling. I'm not saying that's right for everyone because right. there are circumstances where the traditional might make more sense. And it, you might not even be able to fund a Roth IRA because of your income levels. And that might be a reason you want to do it in the company plan as well. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to kind of mention some things in here. So it's like, um, what are the caps? Because I know the caps that you know, people can, you know, go out and, and find, right? So, what is the 2024 cap when it comes to um, a 401k, 401k, there we go, traditional, and is it different in the Roth? You know, you're looking at about $24,000. Um, again, there's catch-up contributions if you're older as well, um, but you're allowed to put in twenty four grand as of 2024, and that's up a little over $1,000, I, I believe, from 2023. 
Now, the other question I have, you know, following up on that, and this was actually something that you helped me with, right? Like, and this is where guys, I want you to understand, you know, having someone in your, your corner with this is so important, right? I thought that the 24K was total, right? So my company, you know, puts in some money, you know, matches up to a certain amount, like, and I thought the 24K was the total, but your company match actually doesn't go towards the 24K. The 24K is what you put in, correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. That is your contribution limit. And again, just for full disclosure, we are talking about in a 401k, a 403b, or 457. It's going to be different in a simple IRA or um, a SEP IRA, which are also business retirement plans. But just to make sure that we're, we're level setting, we are talking about 401k, 403b, and 457s. Gotcha. So, I think it's important to note that uh, on those matches, sometimes it's a certain percentage, sometimes it's a certain amount. So, like, yeah, the amount is twenty four k. Some of us probably that you're listening don't can't do the twenty four k. But if your company will match up to five thousand, you should try to do everything you can to aim at that that five thousand. So that way, it's ten. Um, whatever the match is, just try to hit that match if that's if that's your lower level. Yeah, no truer words have ever been spoken. That match is so powerful. It's free money. And figure out if it's, you know, 50% up to 7%, dollar for dollar up to 3%. Figure that out and make sure that's, you know, a starting point. Now, you mentioned this earlier and, you know, and I would assume that, you know, once someone makes a certain amount of money that they cannot do the Roth account, right? You know, so is there a way when you look at that, does that change year to year? Is it some more people can find that as far as like that, that cap in of what they're making salary wise. So they know whether they qualify for a Roth or whether they don't, or is that like secret knowledge that you uh, financial people have? Yeah, no. So one, it depends on if you are, um, if you file in a single manner um, or joint. Okay. But it phases out about 140 grand um, of combined income um, if you are a single filer and about 240 um, if you are joint. And again, that number does change on an annual basis. Um, but, you know, those are general amounts um, looking at 2024. And I made the joke, like, you know, someone can Google that and find those numbers, you know, that are published, right? Or is there is there a website or maybe somewhere that you would direct people to kind of look up that information if they were just wondering, you know, what did it change to this year, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, it's on irs.gov where you can find, you know, all the information. But, you know, for the true number, for the full 7,000, um, you know, it's as a single filer, you're looking at 146,000 and that is modified adjusted gross income. And I will try to keep everybody awake and not go into modified adjusted gross income calculations. Um, and if you are filing jointly, that number is 230,000 right now. Now, there are also for a Roth, there are some phase outs, which means the more you earn, you can still contribute, but now you can contribute instead of seven grand, 6,300 grand, 5,600 grand. And that tears down all the way to $700 um as far as uh you know what your contribution amount can be i want to pause it right there for for the listeners and i'm going to bring you back to you know 
nutrition for a second. And I always have the analogy that I talk to people about when they ask me, Hey, Jeremy, should I do X supplement? Right. And I say, Hey, it's like the, the, um, George Strait song check. Yes or no. Okay. And this is where, you know, I'm encouraging like, you know, this is where the power and talking to Tony and talking to one of his colleagues comes into play because what is best for you really comes down to individual. Right. And we're just trying to do a broad topic and talk about, you know, the difference between a traditional and, and a, a Roth um, program right now. But like it would come down to like, you know, hey, you know, should I do this or that? And then you got a couple of choices and whether you answer yes or no there or whatever the goal is. And then that, that's kind of how you would navigate that process. Right. Really comes down to the individual, where they're at in their situation, what their goals are, you know, what could be best for them. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and it changes just like you know, again, no different than our um, health nutrition journey, right? Um, different variables are going to enter life and therefore things that might change as far as, you know, what your macros need to be or um, the types of workouts that you're doing. Um, again, no different. We're going to look at an annual basis on should we be contributing to a Roth traditional or some of those traditional um you know, plans that we might have, is there an opportunity to do a Roth conversion? You look at the individual's tax return, you do some analysis, and then you make recommendations there. So again, it's very fluid because what's right for you today is right for you today does not mean it's going to be the right thing in one year, three years, five years, 10 years. And that's where the, the constant analysis of that financial plan on an annual basis is so crucial. And again, no different than working with you and, you know, managing your, your diet, um, your nutrition, um, your workout routine, routine and supplementation. So I have a broad statement that I'm going to make. Um, and you can, once again, always with this guys, I try to, to make these statements of what I understand and, and, you know, that way we can have conversation on it, but for the, the average person, you know, they're younger in life, they're just starting working, you're getting started in a professional career then, you know, thinking out loud, the Roth might be the better option because, you know, most of the time they're going to be in a lower tax bracket, right? Unless that person's just out there kicking butt at 24 years old. I wasn't at 24 years old. So I'm trying to look at the difference between, you know, Jeremy's salary at, you know, 23 versus Jeremy's salary at 43. Like there's a little bit of a difference. Okay. Um, so maybe, you know, the lower salary early in your profession, you'd be better off going with the Roth. And then as you get older, maybe going to a traditional. And that's, once again, just generic me stating that, but does that have a little bit of, uh, quote, water to 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 stand on? Yeah, I mean, I, I can see where you're saying that if you're looking at the company retirement plan level, um, you know, the again, there's limits on contributing to a traditional IRA as well. But yeah, you very may want well want to lower your taxable base at some point. And again, those contributions to the standard for the, traditional 401k are going to be pre-tax dollars lowering your taxable base. And again, that should really be a discussion between you and your financial planner. Um, we're happy to help with those discussions for folks as well. Um, but again, getting started is the right answer. Doing one is the right answer. Is there sometimes a better way? Certainly. But I would say, you know, getting started is the right thing. Yeah. Well, I know, you know, one thing that you helped me with and, you know, we looked at some different options is, you know, once we moved to Florida, Katie had the option to, you know, continue her nursing profession or to go and start, you know, 
doing coaching for softball and, and we opened, you decided to open up a business, you know, inside of softball uh, coaching, but also with the future of doing some stuff with kids um, as far as education goes, you know, because you were teaching me that, you know, as a business owner, that there's some cost savings that can go into, you know, me paying my kids to do some marketing when, you know, on just to say YouTube, for example, if my kids are my subjects that I'm filming them, how to, how to squat, how to press, how to do the shuttle run, how to do that stuff, then they can get paid for that. Right. And then we can turn around, that'd be a cost savings for our business, but also we can put that into a Roth, you know, um, retirement for them. Right. And setting them up, like we talked about in the last podcast, you know, giving them two, three, four, five grand, or even up to the max, you know, here in these younger years that will just set there. Right. Or they can hopefully we educate them enough that they can start adding to it, you know, once they got, got a job. So that's where, you know, once again, I feel it's powerful to have someone in your corner that you're talking to on this stuff because it truly is individualized. Yeah. And I think really the where the biggest impact is going to be made for folks is really on the planning piece like you're talking about, you know, understanding, OK, you have a small business here are some opportunities that you have that other folks might not have access to. Or are you aware of this opportunity um, to put money away in this tax-favored manner? Again, not talking tax evasion by any means. It's tax avoidance, which is completely legal. And it's ultimately figuring out how do we keep the most amount of money in your pocket going to work for you? And being able to do it you know, with your kids, for that example, the power of compounding is just absolutely massive. And it's just such a great, great tool for people. Um, so again, getting the right advice um, is powerful. Again, I'll take it right back to you. You know, if, um, you know, if I go into the gym and I'm talking to one of the people in there and talking about what I need to do for my diet, um, I'm probably going to get one answer. If I go to my primary care physician and he tells me how much protein to eat, um, I'm going to be at the amount for malnutrition, yeah. right? Does that sound familiar, Jeremy? That does sound uh, familiar. Or if I go to you, a registered dietitian, you know, that is going to understand a lot of the nuances because there is a high level of specialization, that's where I'm going to be able to get, you know, the truly impactful things that are going to make the big, powerful quarter turns for me. And for my goals. Awesome. I know, Reno, you had a couple. I know one question we got uh, came in via email for Tony. So I definitely want to uh, put you, put that question out there. And then any other questions that you have for him on this topic? Yeah. So this is coming from Stephanie Moore. She sent in an email. Um, and this is regarding um, some children's stuff. So this is her question. I have considered the 529 plan, however, do not like that it cannot be rolled into an IRA without having to pay taxes on gains. What are some recommended savings plans for minor children to use for education if that is part of their path, but have options to roll over to another investment account for their benefit if not used for education? Yeah, I'd say that's a great question. And one, thanks for thinking of us. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool and we appreciate it and you know i'm happy to connect offline you can always um email me anytime and happy to give a little bit more specific answer once i know more detail you know you're really looking at um you know it, it's difficult if you're looking for the best of both worlds right because the reality is 
Uncle Sam wants their money, period. But sometimes it's blending a couple different strategies together. And it could be um, a 529. It could be a Coverdell plan. Um, or it could be, you know, setting up, uh, you know, a custodial account where, you know, when the kid reaches the age of majority, they're going to um, have access to those dollars with no restrictions as well. The other interesting thing is with a, um, let's say your daughter, you know, goes, um, goes off to college and it's all paid for. Well, you can actually, because you're the account owner, the child is just a beneficiary of the plan. You can just change the beneficiary to your son and there is extra money there for their education. And a lot of those are pretty flexible. So now if um, you decide to go to golf school or culinary school, a lot of those can be used for it as well. So there's there, it might be a blending of strategies, but also understanding some of the nuances within the plan and looking at it a collective versus the individual child. But again, if you send me an email, might be able to get a little bit more specific as far as what you're wanting to cover and help you come up with the right solution there too. Did you just say golf school so that Reno would be happy? That's all I heard. Yes. Yeah, that's it. I'm I am setting up a 529 for Reno here in the next five minutes after the call. I got a feeling. That's what uh, I needed. I got a golf trip in April, so I'm gonna need all the investments from anyone. Crash course. Well, some of us are beyond help. Uh, my business partner Alex, he is he's a three handicap. And clearly we know where he spends most of his time. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's damn good and I'm damn poor. Yeah. We, we <laughs> joked on this before. I, I drive the golf cart and drink some beer. That's Although you did doing. win in Top Golf the other day. I did. So if Adam is listening to this, uh, you know, he could hit a ball though. He just couldn't hit it straight. Uh, and then <laughs> That's I, actually uh, more than half the battle is hitting it yeah. straight. And I thought I had the guy's driver, but evidently I had the female driver, you know, because they're, they're like side by side at Top Golf. And like all I did was take it and it was it was awkward. It looked it felt awkward. It probably looked awkward. <laughs> I would just take it back slow, try to straighten my arms and then like hit it. And I would just hit it straight. And we were in the middle of the the top golf. So it would just go straight out into the green circle. And I was scoring points every time. So five I, iron. Five iron right off the tee. Okay. That's all I do. That that giant <laughs> club, it just freaks me out. So five iron. Let's Maybe see. I'll, I'll say down the middle. We'll call it ish. How about that? <laughs> you keep uh, it on the green or in in the green. I mean, luckily the whole course is green, but yeah, mostly. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with mostly. <laughs> so I want I want to kind of just recap over. Um, and I don't know how close we'll put these you know these episodes together, but you know, kind of recapping some stuff is like retirement planning can be simple, you know, or challenging, right? You know, I think it's how the person makes it and decides it. But I think the more knowledge that you get, and I'll be brutally honest, like on myself, as Reno was was saying that question that came through, like I have no idea like what some of those things are, right? And that's where it's like cool for me to even, you know, tweak uh Tony's, you know, mind and and just you know trust him in the process of all this stuff, you know, because we it is very difficult. I don't say we can't, okay? Because I hate, you know, saying that we can't, but it's very difficult to be a specialist in all areas, right? So like for me, I have chosen, you know, and I, I made a social media post this other day, like, and it's not, you know, I, I have no problem putting this on the podcast because it's, you know, people know this. I want to be known 
as one of the best wellness coaches, health coaches there, there has ever been. Like when all said and done, that is my goal, you know? And, you know, I look at that sometimes like if I go over and spend a lot of time in finance or spend a lot of time practicing golf, then I'm not going to be able to do that. Right. You know, because that's my goal, you know? And, and I think for people, like, if you make it simple, you know, you're good. So, um, I'm going to say some daily actions, you know, kind of get started what we talked about. Uh, make sure you sign up for your retirement at work, right? So that would be something that we want to make sure that we do, you know, then decide on, you know, Roth or traditional. Once again, if you need help deciding on that, going in the nitty gritty as an individual, you know, find help for that. Two, decide on how much you're going to contribute to each account monthly. Ideally the maximum, but at least working up to what that co your company will match, right? So we got a two, kind of a two-step goal there. You know, ideally you're maxing out what you can do, but at least maxing out what you're getting from your company so that you get, um, I'm going to do quotations in the air, right? The free money, you know, who doesn't like free money? Um, and then, you know, decide, you know, what you want to invest your retirement, you know, contributions in. And once again, I always say that that's where Tony, I like you guys, because you take care of that for me, right? You, you tell me where to put it. Cool. I'll send it over at this percentage. You put it into these things um, and then make it automatic. Right. I don't have to, you know, every time I get paid, I don't have to go in there and, and, you know, cut a check and send it over. It's automatic. Boom, goes in there. Um, and then we rock and roll. So that's kind of my my action steps I've gotten written down that I wanted to kind of wrap up my part of, you know, today's on from that aspect. So and Jeremy, that's you, you mentioned people's retirement plans. And when you think about it, people's 401ks are typically if not the largest investment that they have, it's definitely one of them. Yeah. And what's scary is most people will, you know, put in an S&P 500 fund or a target date fund and let it go forever without looking at, is this diversified properly for me and my age and my time horizon and things of that nature? Um, it's not being rebalanced on a regular basis, which is, key to investment success um and you know so it's it's not being managed but it's really our most important financial asset for our retirement and you know through some partnerships that we have we're actually able to go in and actually manage your 401k with you according to your goals using our overall strategies from our chief investment officer so i think one of the issues that people don't go in there and manage it is because they don't know how and it's intimidating back to specialization everyone is specialized in their own way and so that's a great way that we've been able to help our clients is through uh, being able to actually get in under the hood and actually taking over the responsibility with them as their partner um, on their 401k but really overlaying um, a sophisticated investment strategy to help them I think one of the biggest takeaways we can take from this one is, is the most successful people. And we all know uh, are successful people in our realm, but like they're not sitting here being the professional uh, in all categories. Um, the most successful people I know, they have their financial people, they have their wellness people, they have their golf coach, they have their, it doesn't matter. Like you name it across the board. They're not, they didn't get to become successful because they knew how to do every single part of the job. You have to hire the people around you uh, to bring in, 
uh, that know what they're doing. Because if you're trying to, and I know it's half the quote, but a jack of all trades is a master of none. And there's a whole another portion of that. But it, the whole, the front portion of that quote does live true. Uh, you can't be a jack of all trades and and sit here and be the, the most successful you can be. Yeah, a while back, someone had said to me, you know, the rich get richer for a reason, right, wrong, or indifferent. They have access to different um, tools, experts, and resources that others don't. Right or wrong, it's just a reality. But here in 2024, everything has been built to scale where everybody has access to uh, experts in different disciplines. And Reno, that's such a great point. Take advantage of it. That's why we have Jeremy as our wellness coach um, at Green Up Wealth Management, you know, through First Form. And it's just a great opportunity to bring in experts to help you achieve mass- maximum success across the board. So I have uh, one more question. I'm sorry, I just thought of it. And then I want to ask you guys what you're doing personally to increase your financial wellness. Okay. If someone had multiple jobs, right, on, um, you know, so in one company matched 3%, the other company matched 4%, right? And would it be beneficial for people to have multiple jobs where they could get that matching? So that would be like a 7% match or would that only be the case if it was the, the salaries matched? What would be your, you know, cause we say free money, right? So I'm just sitting there and thinking of the standpoint of like, well, someone picked up, you know, and I get it. A lot of times people are picking up extra jobs to make extra money, not necessarily extra retirement, but would that be a benefit if someone picked up an extra job where, you know, it did matching too, and they could get, you know, an extra free money for lack of better terms. Yeah. I mean, one, you're typically going to have to be a full-time employee to um, receive that benefit of the retirement plan. So that's one piece of it. The other part is your contribution limits are still your contribution limits. Those are set by the IRS and federal government. So, um, you know, you're still going to be under that cap. And so, you know, if they're able to contribute blank, it's going to be based on your contribution rate. And therefore, your contribution rate is going to be based upon what your um, caps and levels are. So it's probably going to end up in the same ballpark because it's going to be a percentage based upon your contribution limits. Gotcha. Man, okay. I thought I was doing good on my my financial wellness. Hey, I love it. I mean, hey, thinking outside the box, right? It's great. Um, well, it's funny you said that usually you have to be a, a full time and, and, you know, where that question was coming from personally, you know, because um, I help a friend out doing a college course, you know, a couple of times a year, but actually where even though it's adjunct, it's just one course, there's an option for me to do uh, matching there. Right. Of course, the pay is, is of course, um, you know, not the same as a full time job. And then there's the army, which is, you know, a part time job uh, being uh, um, in the army guard. Um, but with that, and it kind of changed over a few years ago, which we can go into in a different, you know, topic, um, is now when they did the, what's, is it the, I know what's the new system called Reno? I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank on it for retirement. Yeah. TSP. Um, well, it was TSP, but the old retirement system, you didn't. Oh, they had, uh, there was a, now it's blended blended. Uh, There we go. Yep. So I came in right at where it changed and and I did not get into the blended. I got into the traditional, so I don't get matched inside of, of that. But with the teaching, you know, there was an option to get, you know, I forget what it was, 2%. And I was like, man, I'm going to get free money. But it all averages out. I thought that was my financial thing I had changed. 
We can get into it later, but you actually might be uh you might be able to get a big old lump sum bonus because you're in that old that old uh platform. Ooh, okay. Because I'm el- I'm eligible for a uh, a very nice bonus lump sum tax free. At the end? Now. Ooh, selfishness. We're gonna talk about that later. I'll find <laughs> Yeah. Um but doesn't sound terrible. And to go back and answer, people are here in TSP and there's all these acronyms and things like that. And a lot of, you know, the things are based upon the articles in the tax code, but a TSP simply is thrift savings plan. Yeah. So just well, I think that, there's less confusion for people out there. Yeah. And I think what we'll do, I was just thinking to my, myself with that, because you mentioned some of these other ones and, and I don't know, I think that's where we kind of stay here in the beginning uh, with you, Tony, if you're, you're game for that is just kind of going over these different um, definitions of these different ones, just painting that broad picture, right, and, of education. And, and then, you know, once again, I encourage, you know, the listeners out there like, hey, you know, reach out to Tony, reach out to his team, you know, if you want someone to explain all this based on your situation, right, and what's best for you, you know, reach out to them, right, because I think that's always going to be the best approach, like we can come on here, same thing in education, we come over here and we do some broad strokes um, and broad education, but like, if you want the magic, you know, for me, like I got to see macros, right? I got to see macros on a weekly basis. I got to see how you're feeling, you know, and I know it sounds wonky, but that's where the magic is at, right? Because there's not, you know, this, this cut and dry black and white. Now, as, as you mentioned, I can't remember if this was the last episode or, or this episode, Tony, like there's some black and white when it comes to what the IRS rules are, you know, right. but like there's a lot of magic that happens in knowing the individual, what the goal is, what the individual circumstances are, that type of stuff. Yeah, and I think, you know, to, to just draw another parallel, you know, we can sit and build a portfolio for someone because they believe that they were comfortable with a certain amount of risk. But if all of a sudden we're in some of the rocky times and they're losing sleep and, you know, it's distracting them from day to day life, at some point they are going to hit the nuclear button and pull that money out. So those are adjustments that need to be made within as long as it's still going to keep them on track for their goals as well. So, again, communication is such a huge part of this all. Love it. Well, guys, I appreciate, um, as always, I appreciate your effort. Uh, listeners, I hope you guys enjoy in, you know, once again, stepping outside into just financial wellness because it is part of our wellness overall. And you touched on it at the end, right? Because if we're stressed, right, we're not sleeping and we're carrying the stress over because of finances you, day in and day out, that's not going to bleed over into our, our physical wellness and our mental wellness very well either. So Appreciate the listeners. As always, if you guys have any topics that you would like us to talk about, please message them over. Um, go to YouTube, go to we're at iTunes, Spotify, all the cool places that we're at. Leave some reviews. Let's see if we can continue climbing those rankings. And I appreciate your guys' time and effort and have a great day.